Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. What's up, everybody? The CBC Wisdom Hour, number 23. I am Steve Witchell here in live in New Orleans. Yeah, Tony B coming to you live from New Jersey. What's up, my brother? Awesome. Excellent. Everything's going fantastically great. Awesome. How was your holiday weekend? Holiday weekend was awesome, too, man. I, I had a couple of days off. Had a uh, bunch of family at the house. It was, it was it was nice. A little chilly, you know. It was cold, but it was seasonally uh, fitting. But it was good. It was it was a good time to be had by all. And how about you? Um, I had a great time. I went to see my family in Florida. I did not play until Sunday, um, but I did have the chance to go out and see some bands on Saturday night in downtown Pensacola, which is a really happening scene and. Uh, I will go back. There's a lot of a lot of clubs, a lot of bands. Really cool. Um, so that was the highlight of my weekend. Nice. Did, yes. you, did, you, did you go out with your brother? I did. I went out with my brother. Very nice. All right. So enough of that. Uh, this is the first time. This is episode number 23. This is the first time we have a guest. And this is the man that I wanted to have as our first guest uh, on the Cover Band Central Wisdom Hour. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome Mr. John Monica. Hola. Wait, I see. And I was supposed to have the applause ready. There we go. Is this thing on? Check one, two. There we go. I didn't have the applause ready. Terrible with the sound effects. See, that's why I need an engineer, John. Shit show central. Cobble Band Central Live. Yes. All right, so you guys in. Yes, welcome, John. You guys in Cover Band Central land on the group and on the page probably know John Monica. Um, he does live streams on Facebook all the time from his gigs, and they are shared uh, all the time in the group. And, in fact, uh, 
a lot of people have come to Cover Band Central from seeing your uh, your live feeds. Is that not true? And vice versa. Yes. <laughs> um, I got. I, I would say seventy five percent of the people that are on my page came from somehow from you sharing me. Really, that you much? Know? Wow. I think so. I don't know. You know what? I'm, I'm telling you, I, I never really did pay that much attention to the, uh, to you know, to the page as much. And I, you know, once I started doing the live feed, I would just do the live feed, and I didn't think anything about it until one day you come, you come here like, hey, I got an idea. I might, I'm going to share you. Next thing I know, I'm getting all these people all over the place. You know, a lot, a lot of Australians. I don't know what's going on with Cover Band Central in Australia, but we're big in know. Australia, John. Yeah. <laughs> You know, yeah, yeah, we Australia. Yeah, we got a lot of people. We got a lot of people in the group in, from Australia, and uh, a lot of people <laughs> on the page too, um, from Australia. And you had that thing, and I, we're going to kind of jump around, I guess, because that's just the nature of this show. But um, you had that uh, the people in Australia were to, doing like a crowdfunding thing to try to get you to come there to play. What, whatever became of that? Yeah, they're still doing that. Oh, really? Okay, <laughs> they're still doing. You know what? I never. The, the thing is that you got so much going on. You know, and that's why, I mean, I've enlisted a couple of people besides, I mean, Christine does the page with me, but now I've got a couple of friends from Australia, which I made moderators for my page just because I, there's not enough time in a day. You know, I mean, I have enough trying to get up, get to my gig, because some of the gigs, like King of Prussia takes me like two and a half hours oh, wow. to get there. Damn. Oh, yeah. You know, so it's a five hour trek in the car. You know, so I don't have a lot of time to, to work on the page, and I want to post videos every day. And you know, it's it because obviously you know from doing the cover band thing what an undertaking it is just to do the page. Oh yeah, totally. You it's, know, yeah. It's... So I mean, it, that's what I'm saying. It's like I had to get people. I, I asked a few of my friends. Listen, I just need you to post some stuff every day. Christine posts this. She posted the thing about this tonight. You know, it's crazy. It's just like to be able, like, who would think that this would have taken taken off the way it did? You know what I mean? It's like all of a sudden they would they want me to be uh, they want me to come to Australia, and I'm like, great, you know. And, and they're like, all right, we're gonna make it happen. I mean, I can't. I uh, if I had more time, you know, I would be advertising for it and everything. But also, I feel weird advertising for something that people are kind of trying to do as a yeah. I don't know. I, you know what I mean? It's like yeah. I don't. I don't want people to pay for me to do stuff obviously it's it's great that they want they want to bring me down there and yeah. the, the donation thing is great but anything that is a donation from somebody to give me i feel real uneasy taking yeah i hear you man they're... but i mean look at it this way these people really love you man and, and they really want that that they're willing to pay and, and because you provide such value to them so i mean i understand that the 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 selling thing yourself thing is kind of uncomfortable because I have felt that way before, but I feel like if I'm offering value to somebody and I'm honest with people, then I don't mind it, you know, and, and you, yeah. you know, you're doing your live thing all the time. You are honest as, as honest as it gets. And people that's, <laughs> I, I mean, seriously, cause I mean, it, it takes a lot of guts to go live, uh, broadcast yourself performing live. Oh, yeah. Warts and all, you know, and that's, I think, a thing that holds a lot of people back is they're afraid, oh, what if I make a mistake and blah, blah, blah. But the fact that you do it that way is you're real, and I think people identify with real. So I, I think if you kind of went and said, 
just kept it real and honestly said, hey, these people in Australia really dig me and or, or however you want to word it that, that you're comfortable with. But just say, you know, this is something exciting for me that I would really like to do. I'm sure a lot of people would would uh, get on board, you know. Yeah, no, I think you're right. You know, and and, and as far as the, the people that, you know, like I, I, I want to say something about the fact that I watch other people and I've seen a lot of people write about this on cover band. Um, I am very, very, very lucky that I don't have a bunch of trolls on my feet, you know, and I've seen it like where people, I mean, you know, you don't have to be, if somebody's doing, somebody does a song and Hey, it's not the greatest song in the world, you know? Yeah. But the person's out there and they're doing it and they're doing what they got to do. And they have enough, you know, guts to, to go out there and do it. That says enough for me, you know, but a lot of people will just rip you apart. And I see them rip these people apart all the time. And I'm like, man, um, thank God I don't have that. I get like maybe one every couple of weeks that, you know, like I th- I, I laughed last week. You know, somebody was like, uh, yeah, you could use a shower and a shave or something like that. And <laughs> I think I saw that. Like, yeah. I've been up for 24 hours. I just drove five hours in the car. I'm like. I don't care what you think. You know what I mean? It's like, I'm like, I really don't care. You know, I get stupid things like that. I don't get, you know, or whatever. I think somebody uh, a couple of times was like, looks like Eddie Vedder put on a bunch of weight or, you know, or whatever, you know, and I'm like, great, you know, but luckily that doesn't happen constantly. Cause I think I would just be like, oh, I'm done with this. Yeah. You know, I'm, it I'm could just, definitely be discouraging, right? You know, you're trying to put something else out there, and maybe you're tentative about doing it, and you get up the nerve and the confidence to finally do it, and then, like you said, you get a bunch of trolls, and then it could derail your whole, yeah. you know, whole. <laughs> you know, we talked about that once in an earlier episode, Steve, about saying, you know, there's always going to be haters out there, right? But you got to follow your dream, and you just got to put the fear aside, and you know, keep oh, keep yeah. plugging along and just embrace it. Like, yeah, man, I do look like Eddie Vedder, and you know, I'm getting yep. ready to go on a diet. Thanks for the comment. I appreciate that. Cool. Yeah, how'd you like the song? I'm like, you know, and a lot of times I just, yeah. And the key to that is that I, I tell, cause some people say stuff to me about, Oh, you believe that guy? Or they'll like, like, what's really funny is the people on my page will like attack people. If somebody says anything bad. Yeah. you got an army behind you. I'm like, I'm not because the minute you engage with somebody like that, yeah, you, you they've won. Right. You know what I mean? I'm like, I'm not going to engage. You know, I mean, I'm the first person in the world to tell you the 80s were not a great time for me to be uh, a musician and want to be famous because, you know, which is why I probably never wanted to be famous because I'm not 80 pounds, hair down to my ass. You know what I mean? I'm not, I couldn't sing like Robert Plant in 1980. Thank God the 90s came along where people like Eddie Vedder and people with deep breathy voices came out, you know? Right. I'm like, but you know, I was never into the image thing. Don't care, and I kind of, I kind of, you know, maybe it's maybe uh, the only thing I could say is maybe it's like Bruce Springsteen on steroids or something because <laughs> Bruce Springsteen was like t-shirt and jeans, and that was it. And I have no problem being sweatpants and jeans, uh, sweatpants and a t-shirt. You know what I mean? Right. Hey, so like, John, I can, I can remember many times going out to, to eat, you know, uh, at various places that you would be playing at, you know, and my brother-in-law uh, had known you. And uh, he's like, oh, yeah, you got to check out John Monica. And I'd happen to be, you know, a couple of times just by chance went out someplace and you happened to be there. And I remember being like, man, this, I, I didn't know who you were at the time. And I was like, this guy is great. And my wife, you know, Karen said the same thing. She's like, well, I can't believe it. it's just like, you know, people were coming up to you and asking you 
like, hey, can you play this song? And can you like pulling these abstract songs? And you, you're, you're pulling it off, and you, you knew them, and you, you, you were delivering. And I was like, wow, this guy is great. And never once, for, and I'm a musician myself, so never once did I ever look at it from that perspective. You know, like from an outsider looking in, like probably 10 years ago, maybe even more, when I did see it. And I never thought, wow, this guy doesn't fit the image or... When you're craving church's three-piece classic, there's no other option. Two crispy legs, a thigh, and a warm honey butter biscuit are the only way. And that's why we call it a classic. Church's Texas Chicken. Tap the banner to find your nearest location. Offer valid at participating locations. You know, if, if he looked a little different, maybe he can go somewhere. I always remember saying to, like, even my friends that I was in bands with, like, man, this guy's super talented. He's like one-man show, and he's really good. And then other people would go and I'd get the same feedback. They'd be like, oh, man, I saw that guy, John, you were talking about. And, wow, you were right, man. He's, he's fucking killer. I think I'm just my own worst critic. Yeah, we all are. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, you know? We You're all. always going to be your own worst critic. I mean, you know, the, the people come and uh, the, what you were saying about, um, you know, the last week for abstract songs and stuff like that. The, the thing with me is that I play by ear. You know what I mean? So it's like I have a good ear, and I think that came from jamming with my brother when i was a kid we would just i mean i don't know what i'm doing 90 percent of the time where it's like i couldn't tell you like if i had to if i had to step into a situation where it's like a, a wedding band where the guy would be like i i played with some guy one time he's like two sharps three sharps i'm like i don't know what the hell you're talking about <laughs> i don't know what that means or whatever and they're trying i'm like it's code to me it's all i'm like just <laughs> playing the song and if i could hear it in my head like you know how many times i've people would Ask me for a song, and I'd be like, oh, and I would listen to it in the car, and I could hear it. Right. And I'm like, well, I'm just, as long as I get the words, I think I did that with uh, Drops of Jupiter. Somebody asked me for Drops of Jupiter. I was playing in his hotel on uh, Four Points Sheridan on Friday nights. It was great, you know? And they were like, hey, do you know that new song by that band Train? And I was like, what song? And they're like, and I was like, oh, I've heard that on the radio a couple times. And just the pattern of the way he sang was so easy to just pull off that I was like, you know what? I'm like, give me the words. And I sat down. I was like, I could totally play this. And I went up there. I grabbed the words and I just played the song for the first time in front of anybody like right there. <laughs> you right. know. And I'm like, I don't care because I'm like, if I screw it up, I don't, you know, whatever. It's all part of the, yeah. But, you know, we're having a good time. Yeah. That's a cool thing. You know? I mean, that, that it's like, I'm sorry, John, go ahead. No, go ahead. It's part of the fun. Part. Yeah, I mean, just that—that's the thing that I think has really made you very successful, um, because you—you you know, like we said, you keep it real. And uh, John L. I want to say his name right, Catalano uh, said, uh, "John is a class act. Always acknowledging the live stream, taking requests, keep up the good work." Um, Alec, my moderator, said, "John, you're truly great." Um, and cool. and there's a, a couple of questions here too. Um, so I'll give you one. Uh, Scott Bland asks John, "Who is your biggest influence?" Standard question. Ooh. You know, it's that's tough because I mean, if you if it was guitar, because I was always a guitar player that ended up being a singer because I couldn't find somebody. Um, I would always try if I wanted to be somebody. It would be if you took Eddie Van Halen. And Stevie Ray Vaughan, and they had a funky love child. That's what I would want. <laughs> cool. You know what I mean? A funky it's like love the blues job. of Stevie with like the the tone and the and like I love the you know the hammer hammer down stuff and anything like that, which is also another way of like I can't play as fast as as all those other guys, so I need to play like that anyway. 
<laughs> um, the trickery. And Scott Bland just said yes, so he likes the funky love child idea. <laughs> um, uh, Jeff Yonker asks, uh, "Do you use a virtual tip jar or, or uh, of some kind when you play via live stream?" And I don't think you do. And um, but go ahead, you can talk about that. Yeah, they don't. Um, they don't allow it on on Facebook. On Facebook. They, the, there's ones that have, do. Like if I switch to Periscope or something. But what I did do was um, I saw that they'll let you donate or whatever, or do it for, you know, for donations for a um, nonprofit. And a couple, uh, the one time I did the, uh, for uh, bladder extrophy, because I was born with bladder extrophy, and I saw that they had a non, non-for-profit thing for that. And I was like, you know what, I'm just, just as a whim, I'm just going to do it, you know? And a couple of people actually donated to it. And I, and I believe that a friend of mine from high school, uh, Chris Herman, donated like a hundred dollars, <laughs> whatever. And I was like, holy cow, you know? So, I mean, I like that. I mean, the, the, the tip, sometimes I, I wouldn't even put out a tip jar at work. And so one girl, uh, one of the uh, servers at work, she was like, why don't you have a tip jar? And I was like, I don't know. And she's like, once you started putting it out, I started getting extra money. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to put this money away for, for other things. But um, yeah. yeah, the virtual tip jar is a great idea. If they did it on Facebook, it would be great. But once again, it's like, I feel weird taking money from people. Like, yeah. I don't want people. Like, if somebody comes up to me and they give me a dollar, I appreciate it. If somebody comes up to me and gives me $20, I appreciate it the same way as the other guy. You know what I mean? It's, sure. it's great that somebody did that. But I don't want anybody thinking I'm begging for anything. You know what I mean? It's, I don't yeah. know. It's, yeah, uncomfortable to me. Yeah, I, I, it's something that you can get used to. I mean, I I think if people want to give you money, give them a way to to give you money. You know, I, I mean, yeah. let people. Everything is give and take, man. And you're you're giving to people this this music and you know your talent and everything, and they're taking it and they want to give back. And and there's uh there's nothing in my in my eyes there's nothing wrong with that. But of course, I'm in a culture here in New Orleans where everything is tip based. You know, every performer yeah. here uh, takes tips. It's standard. So, um, oh, I believe everybody should have a, a jar out there. Don't yeah. get me wrong. I mean, every everybody should have one. And anybody like, I don't think um, I've seen this as a as a hot topic too with people with like tip jars, yes or no, and this and that. And I'm like, yeah, tip jar all the time. It should be out there because whether it's out there or not, you are going to get somebody that's going to come up. And and the funny thing is, if if you could see where I'm playing. When I do my shows, I literally have one of those high chair booster seat things that right. are next to me that they usually have. In the, and I put a, a, like a Corona bucket next to me with that right right in front. Like people have to practically, they have to pass it and they're going to trip over it. You know, and because 90% of the time, even with that thing right in front of me, people come up holding money going, where do I put this? Like, <laughs> right, right. People are always looking to put like, and there's a, the, the, it's funny the, um, there's a fishbowl behind me that's filled with business cards because they give away, like free luncheons for people and stuff. You know how many people try and put money in that thing? <laughs> I'm like, wrong jar. I'll take it. <laughs> but it's just funny, you know. There, people are always looking to tip the band or tip the the solo guy or whatever. So yeah, I believe, you know, put it out there. But my whole thing is that I never want somebody to come up. 
like there's been a couple of times where people have come up and been like, oh, I'm so sorry we don't have any cash. And I'm like, I appreciate that, but it's not necessary. Like if you want to hear a song, don't feel like you have to give me money. I appreciate the sentiment, but you don't, you know what I mean? Right. I don't, because to me, that's a way for people. I, I think people are, that's blocking people from hearing music. They want to hear something and they feel alienated where they can't ask you for something because they don't have any money. Now they're missing out. You know, right. be, I just don't think it's right. Yeah, <laughs> I hear you. But I mean, I've seen you interact with people when they come up and talk to you too. And you just, you know, you're genuine and, and I people appreciate that. So, um, you know, it's all good. Um, Dan- oh, yeah, no, I love when people come up and, and talk to me. And, people, and I, a lot of kids on the, uh, on the live feed would be like, shut up, get out of there, go home, let them sing. <laughs> I'm like, hey, man, they're here. They're, they're asking me, somebody wants to talk to me for five minutes between a song. Maybe it's the, the wrong etiquette sometimes, but you know what? They're, they're, they're patrons, they're customers of that restaurant. If that adds to their enjoyment where they had a five-minute conversations while people are eating their dinner and and i made them happy that's another thing for the restaurant right yeah you know what i mean i don't know i think it's all all good stuff like you're saying yeah i always wanted you know not to elaborate too much on it but i think we had this discussion before from day one when i did this i always wanted to be the approachable guy you know what i mean because when i would grow up and i would see places like mother's and you would go and you'd see like the nerds or somebody like that. Right. And awesome band, like probably the most legendary band in the New Jersey cover band. Um, anytime I would see a cover band like that, the thing that would bother me as, as somebody in the audience is that these guys would play up on a stage. They wouldn't really interact too closely with people. And when they were done, they would go back into a dressing room right. or whatever in, in mothers. And I'm like, all right, you're not guns and roses. You know, I don't like that. I'm like, you're just like everybody else. You should act like everybody else because then people will like you more. You know what I mean? So I wanted it to feel like you're in my living room. I've got a guitar. Right. We're just hanging. You want to hear Brown Eyed Girl? You let me know. You know what I mean? If not, I'll make a joke out of it. You want? We'll change words to, to songs, whatever, you know. And that approach has gotten me through many many years <laughs> yeah that's, that's all interesting, I will say. john yeah because you know to, to your point too it, you know people may go and see a band like that that has kind of alienates themselves from the crowd because they're a fan of the music you know or they they like yeah. the way that they perform their music as opposed to someone going to see someone like yourself or you know a, a band that's more approachable because they like the band they like the people in the band you yeah know, they, whether they're gonna have a beer with that guy or they can talk to him and catch him on a break and it's like oh man he was the nicest guy you know and I can remember so many times, like, in the past, having opportunities to meet so many of my idols, you know? And half of them were really cool, and half of them weren't, you know? And, like, after yep. you met them, you're kind of like, man, what a disappointment. Like, the guy was... That's like, the most important thing in the world to me, when I, especially yeah. when I'm NAM or something. Sure. I go and I meet people, and I'll, and, and I'll meet somebody, and I'll be like, wow, that guy was really cool. And, you know, um, the, the funny thing about the NAM show, and... It plays into this whole thing that I'm saying. I will tell you that, and I want to say 100%, but I will back off and say 99.9% of the people that I've met that were famous, that were somebody that you saw that you knew was big in the music industry, 99.9% of those people were amazing people every time I met them at the NAMM show. Right. Yeah. Um, I would agree. And then, oddly enough, 
the only people that I ever had any encounter with, and I won't name the names, but <laughs> I I met one guy at a show that I thought they did great, and I, I don't know if, Steve, if we had this conversation before, but at the end of the night, I watched this, and they were a cover band, and I said, wow, this guy sounded great. And I went up to him, and he was standing there against the wall. No, Nobody talking to him. There was, like, girls next to him. They were hanging out, having a beer. I walked up, and I said, dude, you sounded awesome. Band sounded great. The tone was awesome. Just want you to know I really enjoyed it. Exactly like that. And the guy tilted his head back and looked away from me. And he definitely heard. So I, then, I, then I, after that, I said, well, I'm from Jersey, and maybe you didn't hear me the first time. <laughs> and I was like, because I'm not going to let you ignore me now, that, now, especially since you did that. And when I came back, um, I said to uh, a friend of mine that we, a lot of us know is in, in a pretty big band right now, and he's very successful. And I, he's, uh, he said to me, hey, Johnny, what did you think of the damn show? I said, I was great. I said, everybody that I met was great, except for this one guy. And he said to me, that's what I didn't like about it out there. He said, anybody who's made it is awesome. And anybody who hasn't has a huge chip on their shoulder thinking, why, why am I not famous? And mm. I think that's the wrong approach in life, man. Yeah, absolutely. Like if you're making music and you're making money, making music, you've made it already. Yeah. You know, it's like, what do you, who cares? Yeah. But, yeah. People. Yeah. The, the, the coolest people, the coolest musicians I know, and they turn out to be the best musicians are the ones that are most humble. Um, you know, and, and those are the kind of people you want to play with. You want to work with, you want to recommend you. And that's why they, a lot of those people get to where they've gotten. Um, oh yeah, totally. You gotta be cool. I think so. Down to earth. Um, I got to read some comments here. Uh, Western Australia, Danielle ben, uh, Bennett. Uh, she says, hi, John is great. Here's, he's the reason my day starts amazing. Lee. You rock. Danielle's awesome. Yes. Danielle is uh, one of the moderators for me now. Oh, cool. And and she loves your Jolene version. Uh, Alec, my moderator, says he has a whole new appreciation for you, and he already already appreciated you a lot. Um, oh. and Jeff Yonker, frequent commenter here, uh, and he's watching <laughs> hockey now, too, while he's listening to us. Uh, he said, do you only play bars slash restaurants? The big craze here in, in the Midwest is living room concerts where artists will get booked to play small shows in people's homes? Um, I've done a couple of those. Um, so I'm trying to think of... I remember doing a couple... I think I did one in Pennsylvania or in uh, one in Central Jersey. I, this was a few years back. But I basically... I mean, my full-time job is with Bahama Breeze. You right. know, it's steady booking. It's... Uh, five, six nights a week sometimes um, in different places, but I'm always, when, when it, like uh, Thursday, this Thursday I have a wedding, you know, which I got from Bahama Breeze. Somebody came in, saw me, I was doing a lunchtime, um, and I was actually doing a freebie gig for them, and uh, I'm playing at lunch, and this girl and her mother were sitting there, and this is another thing that it's like, you know, something will always come from something else, you know, and you go in, Oddly enough, I'm playing for a day where I'm not charging him. I just went in to help the guy out because he's been so good to me. And you know what? I get a girl comes up to me with her mother. She's like, I'm getting married. Uh, and the mother wants me to do the bridal shower. And then I have to do the, the wedding. So I get that out of going in for free. 
And I got um, this Thursday, I'm going to be doing this girl's wedding. So, you know, I mean, I tell people all the time when I give them my cards, you, you've probably heard me talk to them. They're like, do you do other things? I'm like, you call me, you pay me, I will come. <laughs> That's the way to do it. Yeah, just whatever. Yeah, I'll be there. I got yeah, my- people are like, oh, do you do other things? I'm like, this is my day job. You know, because a lot of people, you know, and, and not for nothing. I mean, people think, you know, a lot of people think, well, you know, he's a musician. He must, you know, be a plumber during the day or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I've been very fortunate for many years that I've been doing. I That's one thing that I'm proud of. I could say, hey, I'm a full-time musician for, yes, since I've are. been 21. Yes, you are. And, and a good one. Um, there's a lot of more comments I got I to gotta get to here. People are coming in. Uh, Lori, Lori, oh, Shazbot, I lost it. Wait, oh, here we go. Lori uh, Priestman, love from uh, Toronto, Ontario. Uh, Jeff Yonker says, what's Bahama Breeze? Bahama Breeze is a chain of restaurants where John plays exclusively. Um, yeah, it's a Caribbean theme. Yeah. Uh, Shane Hyde said, this is great. The antenna in my car is broken, so I have you guys instead listening from Victoria, Australia. Uh, Dasha Combo. Shane-o. You know Shane, yeah. Dasha Combo. Hey, hey, America, John Monica is nothing less than a class act, a true gentleman that helps me start the day on a high. The dream to get John to Australia will never end. <laughs> I love that. He's the, they're, there. they're the ones that started the GoFundMe. Yeah. Um, they're ready. Uh, and Jeff said maybe we can get him to do a song. So, can I play? Is that okay with you that I play one of your songs? Yeah, man. I don't. Whatever. I don't know. I, I know Christine sent you links before. Yeah, stuff, I picked. I picked three, and I was thinking we would play two. So let's let's start with one. And I'm thinking. See, I'm I'm trying to debate between two. All right, you tell me. <laughs> Se- seal or Dio? Which one do you what do you think? Ooh, which uh, which? See, seal the Seal one, one is really cool, and I just listened to it. It's crazy. You did the. Um, there was two versions of it on YouTube, and I. I listened to them both, and the one I picked, I think, was an older version, um, but I like, because you did, like, a really cool lead in the beginning, you, and this shows how to you utilize the loop thing and the harmonizer as well, this this version of this yeah, song. Yeah, you know what? That's upbeat, too. You might as well do yeah. that one. All right. It's got a cool intro here, so, and it's, I like the live sound of the room with the, with the, the people talking and not paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, this is a cover of Crazy by Seal, performed by John Monica. Listen. All right, see, that's why I need an engineer. I gotta start it again. There we go. I'm not gonna touch anything now. I know what happened. I'm going to do this again. I'm going to do it one more time and really get it right this time and put the right screen up and not touch it. I was trying to mess with the volume here so it wasn't overdriving. (laughs) Well, you know, this is a pro show here. All right, now I'm really not going to touch it. 
Steel, crazy. John Monica.
Yes! John Monica. <laughs> Awesome. I guess, I like, that sounds pretty good. It sounded like, oh, who's that? <laughs> yeah, this is almost like I a re- listen to that. <laughs> I love the very Eddie Van Halen esque solo in the beginning. That was killer. Yeah, throw that in there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I'm listening to that. I'm going, you know, I'm thinking when I probably did this, this was probably all mistakes in the beginning that I was like, oh, I don't know which way to go with this. And I kind of, <laughs> now I listen to it, you know, seven years later or whatever. And I go, yeah, all right, it worked. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely, man. It's the sound is even so good. I, I don't know how you rec- you were recording back then. It was just a, a standalone video camera. Oh, it was your phone? It's just my phone. Oh, okay. I always, all these things on YouTube are me with my iPhone. I can't say enough about the iPhone. I know everybody jokes about them. I'm like, oh, overpriced this and that. I'm like, the okay. microphone on that thing is awesome. Okay, yeah, because yeah, somebody asked how you were doing your live streaming. So, and I'm trying to go through all these comments because we got a lot of stuff. <laughs> We got a lot of activity here. Um, That's the one from the west side, right? Yes, that was the west side. And I mean, the video itself is really cool. And what I really love about it, dude, uh, is the guy in the background playing pool. You know, it's <laughs> it's so that's the way it is out there in the scene. And I, I wanted to tell the story um, real quick, just about how that's a friend of mine too. Or was it? <laughs> That, He's like, I've he seen John me play that night, but he was playing pool. Yeah, I, I first. I, you know, I just want to point out one thing ahead. real quick about this video. If any, because I wanted to put the link on, but I can't remember my Facebook password on my computer. But um, <laughs> okay. anybody on Cover Band Central, I want you guys to notice the size of my book that is in front. I of saw me it, of dude. Lyrics. I saw it in that video. It's it's like a encyclopedia. All together, and what it's like the big, the big, like 30 pound Webster's dictionary that you buy in the bookstore. Yeah, I played with Jeffrey Gaines one night, and Jeffrey Gaines came up to me. This was uh, the, one of the greatest things that ever happened to me. He comes up to me, and he looks, and he goes, I've this is the greatest cover book I've ever seen in my life. He's like, I can't believe this. And he goes, through, He's like, Are we prepared to do anything together? I was like, No, but let's do it. He's like, So he literally took my book and started going through it, and we started singing songs, me and Jeffrey Gaines. And he sang, uh, there's <laughs> actually cool. a small clip of him singing um, Born to Run, Springsteen. Really? <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. And somebody also said it was Jesus' karaoke book or something. Somebody <laughs> called it once. <laughs> it's huge, Tony. You got to see the, the, the video. I, 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 yeah, I noticed that in that video. It's great. Yeah. And that's not even all the pages. I mean, and I used to, I would have a problem. Like, you know, those, uh, the music stands that you would steal from the high school? Yeah, like I would get those, and the welds would break on the music stand. Like you could see this one, the way it's held up, it's so flat because the music stand kept they kept breaking on me. I couldn't keep the, you know. So I, finally, oh. I switched over to the iPad, but I still have that book. It's gonna go into a museum someday. Nice. Hey, John, how many, how many years did it take you to, to to create that that final edition of that book? That I was I'm gonna say that's probably twenty. 23 years of book there. Probably, there's over 4,000 pages, I think, or oh, something. Oh, wow. That yeah. is crazy, it's ridiculous. dude. It's It's like a, yeah, it's, I mean, that's, I mean, even from the first, the, the first gig that I did, I like borrowed lyrics from this guy, Jim Kilby, and I put 30 songs together just to do three sets of 10 songs, and they're still in that book. And there was also a, um, there's also um, a backpack that had maybe another almost half of that book in pages just scattered in the backpack that I would go through and I would leave them on the side. And if I wanted something, I would just grab it off of it because I couldn't fit anything else in the book. 
<laughs> wow. <laughs> Volume two. Yeah, I want. I, I I thought about. Oh, maybe I should do like an A through J or something. Or you know it, what I mean. <laughs> but how funny is that, right? It took twenty three years, right, to get this Encyclopedia Britannica of four thousand songs, right? The breaking the music stands. You're probably hurting yourself lugging it in. It's like carrying a bass drum, and then. Yeah. You switch to an iPad, and you can have 100,000 songs. Yeah. At, at you know, the funny, like, the reason why I switched, and, and, and all, all back to the book, this is why I'm so attached to this whole book and use of stands and stuff like that, because it was a, such a key part of my, my whole career. But a couple comes to me, and they're like, listen, we want you to do our cocktail hour at our wedding. And I'm like, all right. And he's like, but it's in San Clemente, California. So I was like, all right. And he's like, I'm going to fly you out there. I'm going to pay you. And I'm going to put you up for a week um, in a hotel. I'm like, done deal. I went out there. And as I'm getting ready to leave, I had an iPad for a few years already, but I never used it for lyrics. And I, and I said to myself, well, I have to bring this book to California mm-hmm. on a plane. I'm going to have to check this as a separate bag. <laughs> and if something happens and they lose that bag, you're I am so screwed. It's not even funny. Right. You know, and everybody's like, oh, it's just a crutch and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, you call it what you want. I don't like, but it's a tool without it. Yeah. It's a tool for me. It's not and it's like, I, I want it there. And I was like, you know what? I was on that plane and I put, I, I copied over lyrics to like maybe like 200 songs on my way to California. And I even scanned some of the original pages and stuff like that. Cause a lot of stuff in that book are songs that I wrote that I just like when I wrote them, the napkins or whatever it is, end up like in the page, you know, and that's what it is. And it's like in my, my uh, archaic version of um, like with my chords, like, like I said, I play by ear. So there's, I don't even know what these chords are, but what's really funny. is like, I have two chords written in that book called Zep one and Zep two. <laughs> Which but you are know basically, what they <laughs> yeah, they're chords from over the hills and far away. Like right before it goes, da, 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 like they're about a second time. I'm like, what a, like it, whatever that is, it's like a B flat or some weird thing. <laughs> I don't know, but that first position and second position, they become in the John Monica book of chords, Zep one <laughs> and Zep two, and then I'll do like C, and then if I, I think it's like a ninth chord or something, I'm like jazzy style. I'll write next to it. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> don't do a regular G-G. C. Yeah. Do a G jazzy style. Yeah, we all yeah, have our own language for ourselves that so that we understand it. <laughs> it's just funny stuff, you know. I mean, these are the things that, to me, if I was listening to this, I, that's the stuff that would be interesting to me. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's like, great. Really, people are, people are loving it. Um, yeah, but that's the uniqueness, right, of doing it. It's not. It, there's no cut and dry way. Everyone has their own methods and means and, and ways to do it. And you know, it's things that they they can, like you just said, like the jazzy chord. You know, like it's yeah. Just, we all do it. It's just, it's, it's, it's just funny whatever, when hear other people that do it as well. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever way you can get the job done, you know, and to go back to Eddie Van Halen, who obviously what I, who I love to death. I remember reading something with him and him saying this coming from like, I mean, he's like the guitar God. He's like, as long as it sounds like it, that's all that matters. <laughs> in right. so many words, I'm I'm paraphrasing what he what he what he said, yeah. but he was like, you don't have to play something exactly the way the person did, which I which I don't like to do anyway. You know what I mean? It's like who wants to play? Like, I'll buy the CD if I want to hear it 
exactly the way somebody did it, you know, but right. as long as you come close to what it sounds like, that's 99% of it, you yeah. know, and that's coming from friggin' Eddie Van Halen. That was good enough for me to hear. I'm like, okay, I'm yeah. off the hook. Yeah, as, as cover band artists, as long as you play the signature stuff that people are expecting to hear, you know, signature licks or or, or riffs or whatever, um, then, you know, the rest is whatever. It, it's really virtually impossible to exactly replicate a recording. You're never going to do it, no matter how many yeah. times you try. You cannot do it because you're a different person. It's a different atmosphere. Um, yep. So, but I mean, I appreciate when people do like a Beatles tribute thing that you'll see, like uh, I saw the one on Broadway or off Broadway. Uh, that was amazing. And I love that. Like when I see right. there's a um, man, I'm trying to forget. I'm trying to remember the name of my friend's band, the Mis Mystical Majesty Band. I think they're they're from New Jersey and they do Beatles and it sounds exactly like the Beatles. And the keyboard guy does right. all the little that I love because I know what they're trying to go because you're trying to replicate something that's like an amazing thing that happened it, it, considering the time that it happened to, to begin with. Right. You right. know what I mean? That they, they re replicate that. It's like, that's one thing. But you know, like, uh, like if I do hotel California, I have no clue how that lead goes, but I know there's like three <laughs> things in that lead that people listen for. Sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? And I'll try and kind of come close. Like, there's the one part. Goes, beep, 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 beep. I'm like, yep, I put that in there. <laughs> right, right. And I'll put the part at the end where it sounds like two guitars uh, in harmony. Yeah. Or whatever. There's a few things. As long as you kind of touch upon it, people are like, oh, wow. And then a lot of people come up to you and be like, man, you nailed that. That's like exactly. And you're like, it's <laughs> uh, nothing like it, but I get it, man. <laughs> yeah, go listen to it again. It's but like you said, it's such a signature solo, right? That you you pick out those parts, like the first part, right? That da do da do do da. exactly. Then it's on. You're on your own after that. <laughs> but the, but the one thing I wanted to comment that you said is, is the, the one consistent thing that no matter you know who the artist is or or what your version is of it or if you're making it your own, you know, it has to have a groove to it. it has to have a rhythm you know and that was one of the first things i picked up when steve just played the seal tune that you were you, you were playing you know it had a groove to it you know i'm sitting here I'm, I'm 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 swaying to it so you know when you get people's foot tapping and they can feel the music then then you you know you've achieved it right it doesn't have to be perfect but you have to have a feel yeah i mean that to me that should be how do i how do i say this without sounding dicky because i totally don't want to sound this way um how many songs I've heard, like, especially in the 90s, I'll hear bands, like, with a lot of bands from the 90s, which I loved, came out with, like, acoustic CDs. And I would listen to them, and I'd be like, man, I wish I could have produced that, even though I don't know anything about producing. I just <laughs> think that they just, you know what I mean? Like, you, where, why aren't you doing it, like, more, like, ballsy or, yeah. more, like, you need that groove. Like, you need to, there's no reason why you could be up there with one guitar and not make it chug along where people, you know, yeah. and I think, you know, that's just the way I think I like things, you know, like I don't want that mellow. I don't want nutshell as much as people love nutshell. It's like, I don't want it like that. I want it a little more ballsy. Do you sure. know what I mean? And, I'm, and I just threw that song out there cause it was one of the ones that I knew the name of, but it's not even a good example because <laughs> I like the Alice in Chains acoustic, but like live is one of my favorite bands. Their yeah. acoustic <laughs> stuff was a little mellow. I'm like, it could have been a little more like, punch you in the face yeah you know right. what i mean it's like i think that every like you should be on an acoustic guitar or whatever way you're doing it and it should be like you know people should come in and go wow that's a lot of sound for one guitar 
You yeah. know what I mean? It should be like, it should just, I don't know. It's emotion. Music is emotion. And if you're not, if you're up there and you're just kind of like, the, even the way you sing the song has to have feeling in it. And I, and I won't play stuff that I can't feel because it's just terrible. Yeah, man. That's I, that's all about what I try to promote here too in, in CBC, man. It's just, if you're loving it, if you're feeling it, if you're communicating musically, then you're doing your job. Yeah, and it's so yeah. organic because, like, especially like you and I both know because we we gig a lot um, that life happens and life will affect you um, in 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 your playing. And you could play the same song night after night after night, but it's still gonna have a different, a little bit of a different feeling just because of life, just because of where yeah. you are right in that moment when there's people there and how you're feeling, what kind of mood you're in, what you ate for breakfast, you know. <laughs> Yeah, everything in there. I mean, the the biggest thing is the crowd. I yeah. mean, and you know, I try to get, I, I try to go somewhere all the time. Like I try to take people kind of like on a little trip and it, it gets a little frustrating sometimes because sometimes like I'll go somewhere and I'll start with a song and I know the vibe that I'm going for and 99% of the time I'll get to do it exactly the way I want to. And by the end of the set, things will be just grooving and everything will be like, and I'll be feeling good and I'll get that euphoric high from it and everything. And it'd, it'd be awesome, you know? But then there's times when you'll start doing something and you'll get like the first song done and you're going somewhere and somebody will come up to you and ask you for a different song or somebody on the live feed will ask you for something. And you don't want to say no, but in the same token on the way in the back of your head, you're going, they're not seeing where I'm going with this. And right. if they just let you, like a lot of times if people just let you go where you want to go, where you're feeling like I never use a set list. I haven't used a set list since like the second gig I ever did. I think <laughs> I, because I, I go in there and I, and I look at the crowd, look at the crowd. It's like, especially in a restaurant, uh, you know, you're in a restaurant, there's a hundred people sitting out there in that place. I got to look around depending on the time of the day. There could be 50 older people, or there could be 50 younger people. There could be uh, people that look like they're going to be pissed off the minute you start playing. There's people that are going to be excited for you. Right. And you have to like basically start off going, I don't know. You know, I, like I get on the phone, somebody like Shane, who I'm sure is listening, will be like, Metallica, first song. And yeah, like, Dasha, Dasha just said. Dasha, you know, I can't, yeah. I'm sorry, John. But Dasha, Dasha just said, so that's why we never get Slayer. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> But that's the thing, you know, it's like, you, yeah. you know, you, you're trying to you're trying to go somewhere and 99% and of the time, if if people let you just do what you want to do, they'll always get the best show out of you that way. Because, yeah. I mean, it, especially when I was younger, if I would get into a fight with my girlfriend or something, I have people that like, especially with my songwriting, I had this one guy that used to come see me play and he would say, please, he would tell the girl. Do me a favor, treat him like crap because he writes the best music when he's in the worst relationships. Oh, sure. <laughs> like, keep him angry. Do yeah. not make him happy. Best songs come you know? from pain. Yeah, the energy is just like, you, you're pissed off at somebody, you're going to play great. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I know that feeling. <laughs> yeah, you, you know what I mean? You get, you, I think I play better when I'm angry at, at people or I, I feel like, or if, if, a, if a group is really getting into it, like if I get a party, and they're really getting into it. I know they appreciate something where, like, you know, 
I'm not about going into like, you know, how many people will be like, oh, play Eruption or something like that. And I'm like, no, and I'm not going to play that because to me, that is something that's show off type of a thing that I don't want to be about. But if we're having a party and everybody's having a great time and everybody's laughing and everybody's really digging the music and wearing a Van Halen thing or something and I pull something like that out, that's the time to pull it out because you're not doing it to show off. You're doing it to keep the energy up. You're doing yeah. it to keep people moving. You know what I mean? You don't just go, to, oh, now I'm going to have a guitar solo. Right. You know what I mean? Because it just it doesn't like it doesn't make sense, then, which is tough for big bands that are out there. You know what I mean? How many times you go see somebody like Van Halen? Like, oh, here comes the guitar solo or the drum solo or the bass solo. And it's like, and I love it. I'm waiting for it. But it's like, it would be better if it was more like when he felt like doing it. You know, yeah. I don't know if you understand where I'm coming from, but. Absolutely. <laughs> sure. Yeah, sure. There's always those those moments. You know, I remember years ago when I used to play an original band, we used to, you know, drum solo was always a highlight of the night and it was always in the same spot, you know, but then there was times where it would just be like, this is, you know, to your point, John, there'd be certain points where it would just say like, I would just give the guys a nod, like, you know, now is the time, like I'm feeling it right now and we're going to say, wait, yeah. and you guys just kind of back out and I'll just lean, lean into it, you know, and looking back and listening back and even watching, you know, videos or listening to recordings from back then, you could tell the nights where the crowd was, was struck by that. You know, they appreciated the fact that it was in a different spot and that it came out of nowhere and it was spontaneous. It was all dynamic and it was all spur of the moment, but it just worked, you know? And th th like you said, when you can channel and, and you get that emotion and you tap into that, which, you know, we've all been there when you have those magical moments where it's just all, everything aligns, you know, there's, there's nothing yeah. like it. What was it like? Was it Buddy Rich? Was that the one that he was doing a recording and then at the end he just like started, just kept going? I thought I think it was all strung out or something like that. But I mean, that's one of the most famous drum things where, you know, how many songs go like that? The uh, Ray Charles song when, um, when, he, when they recorded that, you know, like he kept going. Right. That's you just felt it. If you're no? feeling something, just do it. And how many recordings come out like that where they're like, yeah, man, that guy was like, he just went off and he went off in the right spot. It wasn't like, all right, I want you to put down this thing now. Right. And it just got captured, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, that's you know, always point, real tape. I, I remember reading an article with about uh, Beat It with Michael Jackson, and they said that Eddie did that guitar soul in one take. Yeah. He just he plugged in, he did, and he just played it, and then that was it. And they were like, it's, it's genius, it's great. And he was just like, you know, and in the article he said, it was just one of those times where I just felt it. I had nothing planned, and the time just came, and I just started playing. And, you know, it came from another, otherworldly, you know. And, and Bozio, Terry Bozio used to say that a lot, too. I had the privilege of hanging out with him a bunch of times and, and having many oh, wow. conversations That's with him. That's going to be awesome. Oh, yeah, I mean, what what a great guy. But he would talk about the same thing, you know, before he would start a solo drum performance, he would just play some random sounds and stuff like that. And I asked him, I said, why do you do that every time at the beginning? It's just like some noise. And just and he says, I clear the air to make uh -huh. room for the, for the music to come through. That's cool. Love that. Yeah, I like it, was, that. it was very cool. You know, mm -hmm. and, and he was a big proponent of that, saying, like, you, you channel, you just get in the zone, and you're just in it, you know, and you're not thinking about anything. It's just happening. Oh, yeah. You talk, uh, the things that, you know, and I don't want to get too weird on people, but I mean, I totally, how many times I've played something and I've been like, all of a sudden I'm just like, I feel like I'm channeling that person or something. Yeah. You know what I mean, uh -huh. like, I think you should always be like that. I think you yeah. you do a song, um, you know, and, and like I said, not to get like too weird on everybody, but if I'm playing an Elton John song, like one of my favorite songs is um, Empty Garden. 
And I relate to that song. It's a whole John Lennon thing involved in that song and everything. And I really love that song. And when I play that song, I put myself in that place. You know, yeah. and it's like, and I try to be like, hey, like if I was Elton John or something and I'm singing, it's my, it's my song now. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, it's my song and I'm yeah. singing it from where I'm coming from. You know, and it's just for me. It's not, you know, and it ends up being the performance comes out where people will appreciate where it's coming from but it totally i think when you're really getting into something like that and you're really doing especially with because hey you know i don't care honestly whether it's a cover or it's an original or whatever it is whatever song it is out there that you're doing if if you're feeling like and you put yourself in that spot like that people are gonna love it like you know there was i played with this guy and um I'm not going to mention names for him again because I don't want to be bad. I'm not, I'm not, it's not meant to badmouth him in any way. He would be like the type of guy that would wear a shark skin jacket and jump out there and be like, hey, how you doing? And I used to be like, you know what? That seems very phony to me. It was too showmanshipy, like, you know? Mm-hmm. But then I thought about it and I said, and he talked to me about it too because he wanted me to do things like that. And I was like, no, I, I, I can't do that. I'm uncomfortable. And he's like, if you believe it when you're delivering it, then people are going to believe you. That's he's true. like, and that's the whole thing. He's like, if you put, if you're really, if you're that guy with that shark skin jacket and you're jumping around on the monitors and you're being a showman and you really believe what, in what you're doing, then yeah, you own it. a home run. You could put, well, you could do whatever you want. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, and that's the thing with, with playing the tunes. It's like, you know, I think I, I, I'm lucky with like a, a lot of songs that I play. I really get into them and I really try to make them my own and I try to do my own thing about it. And that's what, what makes it successful for me, I think. Yeah. I have you know, the same as opposed with... to the guys playing down at the, the pub that are just like playing the chords. Right. And Steve, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, oh, absolutely, yeah. man. <laughs> I, and I have, I have the same approach. You know, I try to picture myself as if I was in the band that originally did the song and and try to yeah. pay and it's all for me it's all about respect because i have a love for music you know i'm a musician but first and foremost i'm a music lover so any songs that i play and even if i played them a thousand times i still love the song and i want to honor and respect everything about the song the artist and the songwriter and everything about it and and, and you know i mean i don't do that 100 percent of the time because i I play a lot, <laughs> but um, yeah, most no, I, but most it's of the hard time, to brown eye girl every day. Yeah, uh, you know. Yeah, but most of the time, I really try to to feel that. And and you're right, man. It just it comes through in the performance. People feel it. You know, they feel stuff without knowing why they feel it sometimes. But that's that's our job. And and if you can do that successfully in a restaurant where people are eating, then man, you've won as a musician, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, you know, because they're not expecting you there, you know, and, and and we've talked about that, too, because a lot of people, <laughs> once again, the people in my life, they get offended when people don't clap. And right. I never have gotten offended when people don't clap. Because right. You need to understand your background music. You know, right. people didn't pay a cover charge to come see you play. Right. And even <laughs> even down, like, I mean, in New Orleans, audience, right? Yeah, I mean, it's not, you know, it's, it's, it's not, yeah, I mean, it's definitely, it's not a captive audience, but it's definitely like, even like in, when I went to New Orleans and we had a great time there, it's like, there's bands everywhere. Right. And it's awesome. But 
people aren't like specifically being like, except for the people that are locals down there, because, you know, well, that's a very touristy place. So people are coming in and they're like, all right, we're going to check out this band and we're going to go check out that band. We're going to check out another one. Right. But for the most part, it's like people are hanging a drink and there just happens to be a band there and they're playing. And it's like, if they don't clap at the end, I never, ever take it to heart. I yeah. don't, I'm not insulted. I don't even notice anymore. Tens, <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I don't even notice anymore. Do you, do you even notice? Because I, I, I just don't even... I, I, it's so out of my head that I don't. I just don't even notice if people clap or not. I just not. I'm not thinking about it. You know, I'll notice it because sometimes uh, it's very quiet where when I'm playing, and right. it's like and, and and dependent on the crowd. Like if I do something, and it, it's funny because nine times out of ten, dependent on the popularity of the song or knowing if I did a like good enough job for it, I'll know when somebody's gonna like the end of the song. I think they're gonna like this one because I'll while I'm playing, if I see people like stop eating or they look up, or they, you catch them like that. And then, like, a lot of people feel like it's inappropriate to clap because they're at dinner. Right, you know? and, right. And, and, like, I'll see, there'll be somebody, the other day, it was great, I'm playing, and um, I think it was Sunday when I was playing in Woodbridge, and I'm, I'm playing a song, and I get done, and this woman's sitting there, and she's looking side to side and she's clapping real low, looking at me like smiling, like, is it okay to clap? And I'm like, it's okay. It's not necessary. You know, but how many people do you see, like, they'll come up and be like, wow, we really had a great time. And we stayed extra or, you know, you, you did this the best. And, you know, and those are the things that are real. I, you know what? You clap, it's great. But when you come up and you say something on your way out, you know, yeah, you're like, hey, you should be on The Voice or something yeah. like that. I've yeah. heard that a million times from people, yeah. and it never gets old hearing something nice like that right. from people. You it's like, it's great, because yeah. you did your thing. You yeah. did your job. You don't need to be on The Voice, dude. I'm going to make you a rock star. I've told you that already. I'm waiting for you to, because I don't want to stand on that line. <laughs> All right, we're going, we're, we're going a little over an hour. Once, and I'm not doing that again with the right. X Factor. I'm not doing that. Right. We're, we're going a little over an hour here, but I want to play another song and maybe another song after that, depending on how long Tony can hang here. But uh, this, I, I picked this because, first of all, Christine sent this to me. The, this was the first one she sent to me to play. And this is a studio recording, I believe, the John Legend, yeah? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I did okay. that in the basement. Okay. It's, I mean, it's really, really well done, dude. And... Uh, uh, as soon as I can figure out on my phone how to play it, I don't know what <laughs> just happened. Dude, oh my God. Technical difficulties. Here we go. Um, so this is John Legend's All of Me, performed by John Monica. What would I do without your smart mouth? Drawing me in and you kicking me out. You've got my head spinning. No. Can you doubt what's going on in that beautiful mind? I'm on your magical mystery ride, and I'm so dizzy to know. Give your all to me I give my all 
That's awesome, dude. That recording just sounds fantastic. It, it, really, really good job, man. <laughs> Thanks, man. That was, you know, and I, every time I listen to that thing, I'm like, I, when I did it, I purposely put like a little auto tune kind of thing on there because of the original one, and I hate yeah. it. <laughs> oh, really? Because <laughs> everybody uses it as an effect, and I'm like, I just don't, I don't know, I don't like a lot of the production things that they do, but whatever. I wanted it to sound modern. I, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't have known that if you didn't tell me. I, I didn't yeah. hear it. It's got, well, it's in certain things that it's purposely put there to, to sound like, uh, because I, when you listen to, if you listen to the John Legend version, at the end, he has the backgrounds and he's using, they're using a harmonizer and they got them even more like very, it sounds very fake yeah. sounding on purpose. You know, and I'm just like, I don't like that. <laughs> like, right, you know, right. it's a great version of that, though, John. The one where John Legend did it, I think it was on Z100. Yeah, 
he did, like he was there in the morning on the morning show and he did yeah, it live. You know, those are the best ones too, though. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's, like it's, it's it's hard to have that. Like even when I record my stuff in my studio, it's like I have a big thing where it's like when I'm recording with the with the headphones on and I'm listening to it, it's like I don't. It's not as good as when I can just sing in front of a microphone. I think I don't want to listen to it. You know what I mean? I want to, it's it's it just sounds. I don't know. It, it, I can feel like when I listen to my CDs. Like when we listened last night, we're driving in the car, and and there was a couple songs um, that I had on the thing, and I'm like, wow, I haven't heard these songs in a long time, and I sound like I'm 12 when I'm singing them, and I'm like, and I don't like my voice, and I'm like, I had a cold that day, and I'm like, and oh my god, and I'm listening to it, I'm going. If I if I could have just recorded this album live in front of an audience, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would have been it, totally different. <laughs> it would have been so much better. Well, hey, you guys remember that commercial? Uh, I forget. It was a long time ago, but it was Steven Tyler, and it was just him, and and he was sitting behind a drum set, and he and he just had a, a stick in his right hand, and he had a harmonica, and he had a, and a microphone, or not even a microphone. Yeah. Helen, he was just jamming a groove, and then he was playing a little harmonica, and then he was singing, and he was done. He laughs, and he says, hey, man, this is just so easy. Yeah. <laughs> I I know, was, that, was, before, but, was that like for Apple or something like that? It, it, yeah, it might have been. It was It was a long time ago. It was probably, you know, 15 or more years ago. Yeah. But for being like, man, same thing. Like, he just sat down. He's just he's playing on a, a drum set with one, you know, just a kick and a snare. No cymbals, no hi-hat, a harmonica, and he's just singing, you know, just rapping. The more you said that, the more I was like, I totally remember that. Yeah. That guy. That guy's like the coolest human being on the planet. Yeah. Everything yeah. he says, he's just got a way. He's like, if David Lee Roth kept being cool, yeah, it like been. he would have turned into Steven Tyler, I think. <laughs> Yeah, you know what I mean. Like Steven Tyler, like David Lee Roth. It's like, wow, we're we're kids. It was like he's the coolest person on the planet. Yeah. And then like all of a sudden, like his jokes started getting old, and his stuff started getting because it was vaudevillian back then. Yeah, it's just like, oh my god, he's like your weird old grandpa now. Yeah, you yeah. know, whereas Steven Tyler just is always cool. David Lee Roth too had he had the rehearsed lines too. Like I saw Van Halen a bunch of times. On, on the same tour, and he would just do the same shtick, you know, every night after night. There was no, uh, oh yeah, there, yeah. Was, there was no organic yeah. nature to it. Whereas yeah, Steven Steve Tyler said once something, I forget what it was. That it stuck with me for the rest of time. I heard him. He was talking to some girl. It might have been on uh, American Idol or something. He goes, "Girl, I love the way your legs go up and make an ass out of themselves." And I was just like, <laughs> "Oh my god!" That's kind of a line, though. <laughs> he's like, he had that this prepared. Guy's magical. <laughs> He probably had that prepared there. He's, he's got oh my like, god! But it was so like I was like, this guy's so, just <laughs> the coolest dude, man. Yeah, he's, he's like a hundred now. I love him. <laughs> yeah, I know he's <laughs> he's getting up there. So, um, all right. So, uh, we're, I mean, we're at seventy minutes now, seventy-one minutes. Uh, so we went uh, over the hour, which is rare for us, but it's been, yeah, you know, it's just a like wisdom not, extension. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we could probably talk for like another couple hours and not run out of stuff to talk about. So, oh, yeah. I yeah. get to do this every day where you guys be easy. Yeah. This is great. <laughs> yeah. We'll have to have you uh, come back on again. The show. <laughs> or just I'm, maybe. I'm there, man. You now just, that we know how to use this, I just got to use my phone. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're, you could probably figure it out. I mean, I know you were kind of doing it last minute there, trying to figure out stuff. So. Yeah, I'm surprised that my mouth works. I was at the dentist today. So. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't know. I'm going to be like uh, Bill Cosby. Right. When he goes to the dentist and he can't speak. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it took us a while to figure out how to 
do all this too, so it's all good. Yeah, everything was working. Like I said before, everything was working fine. And then, uh, like, I could hear me, I could hear you. My microphone sounded great. And then I run downstairs, and Christine's sitting at the desk. I'm like, I'm going to go. I think I got a, a mic downstairs packed away. And I can't find it. And I come back up, and then I put the headphones back on, and they didn't work anymore. And she's like, I didn't touch anything, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I rebooted the computer. I'm like, I'm just going to use my phone. I was like, forget it. But hey, we got it. Yes, we oh, got, got it. Us. All right, so it was awesome, John. Thanks, yes. for, thanks for coming, nice. for joining um, us tonight. It's great. So, Daja put up the links to uh, your stuff in the Spreaker comments, but not not everybody's going to see that. So, tell everybody where they can find you, John. Uh, the uh, the Facebook uh, fan page is facebook.com forward slash John Monica Music, all one word. It's J O H N N E C K A. N N E C K A. I got it. And yeah, people think it's, you know, people look at my name and they think it's Manaka. You know, I tell them just think like Lewinsky and you'll never forget it. <laughs> right. Yeah, John John does uh, live feeds for all of his gigs um, and posts them on his page, on his personal page, and uh, usually gets shared in the Cover Band Central group as well. Uh, please check it out and, and please support this kind of thing. Because, dude, I mean, I told you this before, but, you know, way back when I, when I first kind of connected with you i wrote the article about you um when it at the the genesis period of cover band central um that's kind of where i really started everything i started writing the articles because i really wanted to promote people that i thought were out there doing it doing doing it right and just doing it well dude that was huge even when when you did that that was like the first one you did too wasn't it yeah it was one of the first the first one i did was mike yeah. mike mess or Massey. And Je they they do a, a cover of uh, Toto's Africa, and there was a video um, that they filmed in a pizza joint, um, and it just yeah, that song is awesome. I know exactly what you're yeah, talking about. That, and that was the first article I did uh, for. I did this like cover band central spotlight artist of the week. I, I had this genius idea to do that, and not realizing how much work it was going to be, like finding artists and writing them. <laughs> <laughs> like, but I did him, and then uh, you were either the second or the third. And it's it's weird, man, because I like. I didn't really know you. I saw you play at Great Notch. Um, and, dude, this is going back tw at least 12 years. Um, yeah, I was going to say many moons. Yeah, and, and I, didn't, I don't remember why I was at Great Notch, but I was just there, and I saw you play, and I'm like, holy smokes, why is this guy not famous? Like, why is, <laughs> why is this guy playing at Great Because I used to play Great Notch, too, with a blues band, and I would make $30 a night, and I play there once a month. And, you know, it was, it's, it's, it's a small biker bar for those of you who don't know Great, great Notch, which is <laughs> most of you. Um, and people are walking in and out, getting packaged goods and stuff. And um, I saw you there. I'm like, holy cow, this guy's way too good for this room. And then next time I saw you was opening for Whitesnake at Starland. Um, and, <laughs> yeah. And, and you were like, I went there early specifically to see you, and, and you were uh, just by yourself on this huge stage. Starland Ballroom in New Jersey is one of the biggest indoor rooms, oh, yeah. aside from like arenas and, and amphitheaters. It's one of the biggest rooms for national acts, and White Snake was playing, and you were opening, and I came to see you, and you were just sitting there, just you, your vocal, and your guitar, and you, you had the room, and you, you did a killer job. And, uh, that was such a great night. Yeah, and then, you know, there's two things about that night that I loved. That you're, you're the, uh, the I could feel the guitar under my feet because it was so loud. 
Right. And I love that. Like, you can't, I couldn't see anybody out there because the lights were so bright and everything like that. That was just like, it was the coolest thing because the lights go out and everybody thinks White Snake is coming on, you know? And then it's me. And I think I had my 12 string at the time, which is when I played. And I was just like thumping along. And I think I think like superstitious and stuff like that. That was like the greatest feeling. I loved it. But the second best thing about that night is that I have a Ticketmaster ticket that says White Snake and John Monica. Right. That's awesome. <laughs> and that's like the great. To me, I'm like, I'm done. That's all I needed. That's awesome. <laughs> And then I think I saw you one other time somewhere, maybe. But I, I, and then I moved to New Orleans. But I just remembered you. I, I just remembered, like how the impression that you made on me. Because I, I mean, I, I saw it all from the beginning. Like that you're talented, that you have passion for it, that you have love for it, that you're genuine, and you, you play good songs and you play your own version. It just, it all struck me enough to remember you. So when I started the CBC thing and started writing articles, I was like, I gotta write about this guy. You know, so that's when that's I awesome. that's when I reached out to you and said, "Hey, man, I'm I'm doing this." You were probably like, "What is going on here?" Yeah, I was like, "This is the coolest thing." I'm like, "You wrote an article." I'm like, "I've had the people do a couple of things like that that always shock me when it happens." Right. I'm like, "How cool is that?" And I you told know? yeah, and I told you back then too, like this is just the beginning, man. And then you know now, uh, three and a half years later, CBC has really taken off, and and it's been so great that you've been so proactive with what you're doing and and you and christine too with sharing with with participating in all of it it's it's growing into a monster man and i'm so happy to have you a part of it and have you be the first uh wisdom hour guest man i'm so psyched yeah i'm psyched it worked out (laughs) (laughs) that's what i wanted and i'm really yeah no that's great man so yeah episode 23 I'll be there. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, everybody check out John Monica on Facebook, J-O-H-N-M-O-N-N-E-C-K-A, and you will find him on uh, Facebook and check out his live streams and uh, donate to his Australia fund (laughs) so he can go. Yeah. You know, I I think it's, I think Dasha has the, uh, has a thing for it, but I think it's like the GoFundMe is like John Down, John Down Under or something like that. Okay. <laughs> I think. <laughs> yeah, it's down like John Down Under. Down Dash did the whole thing. It was funny because when we did it, he was like, we got to uh, gotta figure out how to do it and hook up a, a bank account. But how do we hook up a bank account to like John Down Australian Under. money? And I was like, just do it and let me know when I'm coming. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's so awesome, man. I mean, the the... the yeah, I can't emphasize enough how well you're doing things. You know, you... you Utilizing technology is a lot of things is a thing that people are scared of, you know, and you just embraced it right from the beginning because you were kind of doing it already with your video recordings from the beginning. So you embrace it from the beginning and the way you interact with the crowd, Dasha pointed that out, um, is, you know, it's the way to do it. It's in this day and age. If you embrace that type of thing, you're going to go far, man. And you've just done a brilliant job, I think, with with all this. And people should really learn from your example, man. Uh, just keep plugging along. See what happens. All right. So should <laughs> should I play another song to to uh, that you've done to? Uh, it depends on what you're gonna put. Well, <laughs> the other one that people wanted to hear was Dio. So I have that. I have it queued up. Uh, so we could do that to uh, to get us out of this. CBC yes, was about our will, number twenty three. Love the Dio. Okay. All right. So yeah, thank you, brother. Uh, really loved having you here, and uh, hopefully we can do it again. Awesome.
So, I'll talk to you soon. So here we go. Let me see. It's queued up. This is a, a version of Ronnie James Dio's Rainbow in the Dark done by John Monica in his own way. Love it, man. Thank you, brother. Thanks, man.
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.